My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Britt here today, and I have an incredible guest come on coming on today, you guys. Tina Brinkley Potts. She's a prominent small business consultant, coach, speak, uh, coach, and speaker. She has over ten years of history guiding business owners and entrepreneurs on how to achieve greater potential, increase their revenues and efficiency by using technology. You guys, she's also the host of Amplify Your Expertise, and I'm going to keep my part quite brief, you guys, and allow Tina to really fill in those gaps and elaborate on what she does. Welcome to the show, Tina. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and, you know, share a a lot of value with us today. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. You know, Brittany, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the interview. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, I kept my part very brief and Mm -hmm. I normally do that on my interviews just to allow the guests to really elaborate and fill in those gaps. But if you don't mind telling us a bit about your journey as to how you got to where you are today, I think that would be incredible. Sure. So um, for years, I was a controller of a manufacturing firm. I helped take that company public and then my mom became sick. And so my father died when I was 22. And then it was just my mom that I had left. So when she became sick, she had a stroke and then she had a heart attack right after each other. And so for me, it's people before money. So I had to figure out how I could be fully present, taking care of her and then had to figure out how to make money because, you know, savings started to dwindle while I was taking care of her. And it was like, okay, I got to figure out something, but I wasn't willing to go work for somebody else and have to keep traditional hours. So I learned how to package my own expertise and started working from home. I'm so sorry to hear about your father passing. And then again, your mom getting sick back to back, like it's got to be hard. And of course, all we want to do is be there for our family, but how do we do it? So I love that you found a way to make that possible. Now, I know that you have a framework that's scalable, repeatable, that has actually generated over $250 million in revenue for your clients. And your clients are authors, former professional athletes, top producing network marketing professionals, business associates, like all kinds of different clientele that are six and seven figures. Um, Let's talk about the framework that you used to allow this to be possible to, to, to generate an incredible revenue that I'm sure then gives a lot of freedom back to your clients, just like it maybe has for yourself, time Absolutely. freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the best things you can do is to productize your intellectual property. Um, especially after you've been out there and you've learned to do something and you know what you know what you know, you do it well, 
a lot of times you're still trading hours for dollars. So you have to go and fulfill a service and that service or that product, it can only go so far because you only have so many hours in the day. Well, the easiest way to scale your own personal revenue is by productizing your intellectual property because you can create it once and you can sell it multiple times. So that has become one of the things that I help my clients do because most of them have performed at the top level, like you said, whether it be a, um, a professional athlete, a retired professional athlete, or even someone who's been running a business and now they want to teach somebody else how to run that business. So it's been, it's the journey of understanding what really moves the needle, because there are a lot of things out there, right? There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of different models of how to do something, but most of the time we mix and we're applying the wrong model to the wrong situation. And I'll give you a good example. That example is, for instance, when you look at an influencer model and you look at a direct to sales model, right? An influencer model, all they're looking for is views. How many views can I get? I need to get your attention. Well, in order for an influencer to be successful monetarily, most of the time, they're looking for somebody else to sponsor their content. And so if I, as a business owner, follow that model, I'm going to be broke real soon because, you know, pretty, you know, cats and dogs, you know, cute little babies, while that's good to get views, that really does nothing to move the needle in your business. And so one of the things is, is not just being able to productize your intellectual property, but knowing which model works for the right type of thing. Now, I do believe in a hybrid model, a hybrid model of like an influencer and direct to sales, but most people are doing one or the other and they're missing a lot of revenue because they don't know how to marry the two. And how would you say to marry the two? Can you elaborate on that? Sure. So I, you have this show, I have Amplify Your Expertise, right? And so while I use that, I, I am not always looking for views. I'm looking for impact. So when I record a show, and especially like, let's say I'm um, talking to a prospect and that prospect wants to know something else, or they're looking for more ways to really build that no like, and trust factor with me before they're ready to sign up. I can send them a, a segment that relates to them of my show. And guess what that does? That actually helps move it further along. They see me in action. They can tell whether they resonate with me. They can tell whether they believe I know what I'm talking about. There's a lot that they can get from that. So I'm, I believe that you need both, but you have to have a good balance, especially if you're trying to sell a service. You can't just try to be an influencer. It doesn't work. I agree. Beautifully said. Now, in regards to moving the needle, like, do you often find a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, they are, and you kind of maybe touched on this already, but they are focused on so many different things. And, you know, so they're 10% here, 10% there. None of it's moving the needle. How, what is the best way to narrow it down to what's actually working? What's actually going to move them forward? What's actually going to scale them? What, tell me your thoughts behind that. So you, the first thing I want to do is dissect what they're selling. Um, I can tell you, for instance, in the coaching and consulting in industry, 
most people are not clear on what they're selling and what they're selling it for. Um, I can tell you, I hear often, what's your budget? And if somebody asks me what my budget is, tech, especially in the coaching industry, to me, they don't believe in their price. Mm. So th they're, will they're willing to accept whatever I'm going to offer. And that isn't a really great way to grow your business. So the first thing is I need to make sure you are very confident in what you're selling. And then do we have a structure of selling it? So for instance, I believe everybody should have a good, better, best model. You're not just you, like, if you're a coach and you're selling coaching services, are you selling one-to-one? -one? Is that your core offer or is that your high end offer? And what do you have that leads to that high end? Do you have like a book? Do you have a course? Do you have anything else that you can actually scale that income and you can move people up and down, up sales and down sales? Because guess what that does for you? If somebody comes and wants to pick your brain and that's what you sell as a service, your one-to-ones, you can easily refer them to your book. You can easily refer them to a, a coaching program and stop getting in that situation where you're giving away your valuable input for free because you don't have structure. So if, if there's one thing I would say, it is structure the way you sell, mm -hmm. um, structure the way you market. 100%. Thank you for diving into that. It's so important. You know, there are so many entrepreneurs, business owners that, you know, are willing to be negotiable about their price. And I don't think that's, I, I, I don't think that's the way to go. Like, you know, you gotta be, you have to be confident in what you're selling and, 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 and allow the quality people that come in, the potential clientele that come in to see that value in it, you know, don't negotiate it, you know, that it's valuable and get crystal clear on it like you said, structuring your offers, that kind of thing. What exactly are you selling? And also another thing is, I don't know how you feel about this, Tina, but niching down. Why is it, why is it so, so important to really be crystal clear as to A, what you're selling and what you're offering, what exactly you do, as well as who you work with? Tell me your thoughts behind that. I love, so... I don't subscribe to the tradi traditional niche method, okay? And, and that's because most people are talking about demographics. Mm -hmm. I believe your niche should be the challenge you solve. And that's why when you, when you were reading all of the different kind of people I work with, I work with business owners, I work with retired professional athletes, I work with all of these different people, right? However, most people will be like, well, wait a minute, her niche is all over the place. No, it isn't. My niche is I help them productize their expertise. So they're looking now to get paid off of that thing that they've done and done so well. And now they want that message out to the world. So that's my common niche. It's a little different when you approach it that way. So then now after I get to, okay, what's the problem I'm solving? Now I can start breaking that problem down into the words and the language that I know that they need to hear, right? Because you got to speak your audience language. They have, it has to be a match. You have to resonate with them so you can hook them so they would want to know more. And that is where the niching comes in. I just niche a little differently. 
I love the way you knit. I love that you mentioned, you know, resonate with them till you hook them, speak their language. Love it. Beautifully, beautifully said, Tina. And look how well it's working for you. Um, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what most don't tell you about AI, because AI is kind of big now. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. So I've been working in some form of artificial intelligence for more than 12 years, right? And at the end of the day, most people are using AI to create more content. And if that's all that you're using AI for, it's going to set you up for failure. The thing that I want most people to understand is that get your foundation in order first and then let AI predict how to scale. And if you do that, that that's knowing your numbers. You know, um, I, one of the tools I haven't mentioned yet is I'm huge in automation. I've been doing automation for a very long time. And I believe after you understand you, what you're selling, it, it's time to automate it, right? But in automating things and knowing your entire client journey, knowing your numbers, I can now predict with AI who's going to best respond to your offers, who's going to best respond to your marketing. And this has been happening for a long, long time. Even though most people are talking about AI now because you have things like, you know, ChatGBT and, and all of it, these other things that are creating content and help you research things very quickly. But when you know your numbers and you actually have things that you can predict, it is a behavior-based marketing and it helps you go further faster. And most people don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, Tina, why is it so darn important to get the, knowing your numbers, getting mm -hmm. that data? Let's, let's elaborate on that because I think you have a lot of value to, be, uh, to add behind that. That's such Tongue a tongue-tied. <laughs> I know, but that's such a big topic. So knowing your numbers is important because most of the time when somebody comes to work with me, the only thing they know is that they're not getting the amount of sales that they want. And there are so many other indicators before people actually buy. So if you, if you really have your client journey set up, especially online, and I'll just walk through really quickly what that client journey could look like. So first you have an audience, right? And your audience becomes the lead. Now there, that's a great distinction to make because most people don't understand um, your audience does not become a lead until they actually give you your con their contact information. That's a huge thing. Most people go, well, I have a million followers on Instagram. And I first thing I'm going to ask is, well, how many of those million followers are actually buying from you? How many of them do you know by name? How many of them can you pick up the telephone and call if you needed to create money in your business? And most right, of the time- all a, Go ahead, yeah. sorry. No, no, not I'm all just, about the downloads or numbers, you know? No, it is, it is not necessarily about that. So yeah, absolutely. So then when you move from that, and now that you have their contact information and they become a lead, now we can actually predict if you know your numbers, if you're building that no like trust factor, do you send emails that they open? Do they actually click through? Do they respond? So like based on if they're watching videos, how far in the video do they watch? 
I can measure so many different things and predict when your sale is about to happen. Most of the time we can move the buying uh, cycle down. Most of the time when people come to us, it's months and months on end and we can get it down to 14 days or less. And that happens, why? Because we know our numbers. I love it. Thank you so much for going into detail. It's so important. Figure out the numbers. Now, let's talk a little bit about your show, Amplify Your Expertise podcast. What were the intentions behind it and where is it at today? Uh, Well, you know, basically I just, I started it as a live show um, and was really looking to help people just really talk about themselves and really begin to put their intellectual property out in the in the universe because most of the time um, we're not looking at how to package the way you talk how do you resonate with an audience how do you really get in front of them and um, I also believe that it's doing a good service when you help other people find their matches because you know everybody's not going to resonate with me I'm okay with that. But if I'm bringing somebody else on my show and you, and they resonate with them, that's still a win for me. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, what is the best way that your podcast ties into your business? Is it, I mean, do you often get clients down the road being like, you know what? I binge watched your episodes and I'm ready to work with you (laughs) or tell me a little bit about how it ties in deeper into your business. Absolutely, because I talk about everything that I do. So, you know, for a long time, Brittany, it was really difficult for me because, you know, I really love spirituality. I really love automation. I really love coaching, you know, so I really love a lot of different things, right? And how do you marry all of that together? And so I I stopped trying to separate it and just started being me, right? I get paid to be me. That's what I always say. And so people can tell they get the true authentic me when they're watching anything that I do. So they can tell whether they resonate with me or not. And it also repels the people who I won't resonate with because I'm literally being who I am. So if I'm irritating them, they're not going to come work with me. And I'm okay with that. So amazing to just be okay with, you know, you're going to, they're going to weed themselves out the ones that don't resonate with you, the ones that don't, aren't a fan of the authentic you, you know, and it's so important. That's why it's so important to be you. So you can get paid to be you. And, you know, those who don't resonate, they're going to weed themselves out. Like you mentioned. Now, do you go about teaching others to get paid to be themselves? Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I have a book, another book coming out soon. It's called You Monetize. And it really is talking about being your authentic self and this whole framework, walking people through, like, if I can get you back, there've been so many things that have taken you away from who you truly are, right? Like you've heard somebody say, oh, this is the best way to do this. So you should do it that way. And sometimes it goes against the core of your being. And so you're trying to do something that doesn't match with you. So one of the first things I'm doing when I start working with someone is I'm digging in to see what is naturally works well for them, finding their rhythm, finding what makes them passionate. 
so that when it gets hard, they're going to stick, right? Because if you don't have that passion for it and that discipline to stick when it gets hard, and it's always going to get hard because you're always got resistance that you have to go through. That's just period in the story. So when, if, if I can help you really sit in the seat of your soul and make sure that you are in your full power, you can really go through anything. And most people don't understand that because there's a lot of things that are pulling you out of, out of your power all day long. And I want to put you back in it. So I want you to be you first. I like this a lot, you know, really in alignment with who you are. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that happen in life that just set, set us off course a little bit, you know, the road's windy, <laughs> but it's so important to get back onto track as to, you know, what's, what's in alignment with you? What, what is your purpose? What it, get in power, step into your own authentic power, right? Um, this is great. So I want to ask you, Tina, because you have been incredibly successful within what you do being yourself. Now, what would you find has been the most successful way for you to make your uh, business scalable? Like which, uh, what has made it the most scalable? What method video that you and automation. Mm-hmm. I, I adopted video. Oh my gosh. I, it's been so long ago. Um, and have been very fortunate to have more than a million direct to camera video views, just like this. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to leverage other people's platforms um, I had um, eHow come out to me early. You know, eHow is the largest how-to website website in the world, right? So they came to me very early on when I started doing video to um, invite me to to do a few topics for them. So that helped me tremendously. Uh, the other part about being in video that I've learned is I'm not looking to be Um, an actress. I'm not looking to be anything else, but bring you to the fact that if you were sitting across from me at my kitchen table, so I'm not going to talk to you like I'm trying to be the authority. I'm not going to talk to you like I would talk to you if I'm on a stage. I'm not going to talk to you that way. When I talk in video, I'm talking as if I'm talking to you personally, because I Mm. am. I want you to get to know me, who you would see behind closed doors, who you would see if we were sitting across the table from each other. So I want you to be able to feel that. This is great. Now, Tina, what is your biggest focus within the business, maybe within the podcast for like the next six or three to six months from now? I'm curious. Um, being you in automation, that, that really is my, my, uh, biggest thing. I think, again, a lot of people are jumping into AI and they're being disappointed. Um, And it's just because they don't know their numbers yet. They haven't added, um, they don't have a client journey set up. It isn't 80% automated, right? Like, can you imagine how much more of your time you can get back when you actually automate the repetitive tasks that you're doing every day and do it in a personal way that's still you, right? Most people think automation is, um, it's impersonal. It's, it's, it's all of these things that it's not. Automation for me is an extension of me because I can still deliver me really easy through automation, so. 
Very true. Now, I wanted to ask you, and our episodes are short, but I just want to make sure we have enough time for this, just because, um, you know, I think it'll be also very relatable to my listeners. Now, let's talk about delegation and um, outsourcing. How do you feel about that? When do you think is the right time to do it? And um, tell us maybe about your experience going through it yourself. I... I'm a reformed and I'm still going to the meetings control freak. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone. So Brittany, I'm just going to admit that. Right. And so to me, one of the things that I've learned and I, I learned this the hard way. And I keep going back to this client journey and understanding your numbers. If I know how I want to move people through the buying process, I can delegate better. I feel that you should automate first and then delegate. It saves you more money. And if you do it this way, you actually have something to hand to somebody, some standard operating procedures. This is the way I do things. And now I need you to come and do it this way and then improve upon it with you. Because I don't want to be so stiff that um, I'm sucking the life out of them, right? Like I want them to bring their true self, their authentic self, and really work in excellence. But I'm going to give them a framework to work through first. And I feel that a lot of times, especially in this online world, um, people automate, they delegate to VAs and they expect that the VA knows what to do. And A lot of times that's not true. And I'll give a great example, social media. And this is from my own personal story. Um, I took a lot of time to build my Facebook presence, right? Um, My ads, my Facebook was so dialed in because again, video, letting people resonate with me. I, um, my business started exploding. So I started outsourcing my social media. The company, their version of outsourcing was to do fake stuff, was to give fake bots, fake this, fake that. And so even though there was quote unquote engagement, it was not, it, it started messing up my algorithms. It started, and it was because I didn't give a clear directive. This is what they were used to doing for all of the people that they work for. So mm-hmm. A lot of people loved what they did because it made them look big. I don't want to look big. Right. That's your goal. Right. It's not part of what I want to do. No. This is awesome. Thank you for sharing and really diving into that as well. Tina, I want to give you the next minute or two here to really talk about anything that you, maybe any bits or pieces that we didn't have a chance to speak about in regards to your business or what you do or how you might be able to help any of my listeners that are interested in working with you possibly. Um, Now is your time to just mention the last bits and pieces. And then also the best way to connect with you and if anyone's looking to connect and reach out, um, get more information, what the best way would be to do that. You know, I guess what I would want to say to, uh, thank you for this time too. Um, I think the thing that I would want to say is you have the right to get paid to be you. You have, but it, but it takes work. It takes 
being willing to let go of all of the false beliefs that, that other people have put into your head. And it takes being willing to investigate how you really want to work. What would be the best rhythm for you? Not listening to somebody tell you you should wake up at five o'clock when you'd rather wake up naturally and then be able to tackle the world. So the first thing I would want to tell people is that if you want to really build a business that works around you and works for you instead of you constantly on the hamster wheel of, of success of whether it's going to work or not work, then it's time to master you and then automate it so that you can get paid to be you. And I would say the best way of contacting me is I'm Tina Brinkley Potts on every platform except for Twitter because my username couldn't be that long. So there it's just <laughs> Tina Potts. Um, and my um, go to my website, tinabrinkleypotts.com and get the framework that um, Brittany was just talking about, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars it's generated and counting. And I really dissect and break it all the way down for you. So go get it. Tina Brinkley Paulson, thank you so much for coming on today. You have added so much value. You're a rock star and this is exactly what I'm looking for on my show. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Tina Brinkley-Potts did today to talk about the business, what you do uniquely in it, talk about the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, Tina. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.